Section 28 of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 10. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elsie Selwyn. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 10, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Social Condition D, Pederasty, Part 3. Passing over to America, we find that the Sotatic Zone contains the whole hemisphere from Bering Strait to Magellan's. This prevalence of molities astonishes the anthropologist, who is apt to consider pederasty the growth of luxury and the especial product of great and civilized cities, unnecessary and therefore unknown to simple savagery, where the births of both sexes are about equal, and female infanticide is not practiced. In many parts of the New World, this perversion was accompanied by another depravity of taste, confirmed cannibalism. The forests and campos abounded in game from the deer to the pheasant-like Penelope, and the seas and rivers produced an unfailing supply of excellent fish and shellfish. Yet the Brazilian tupis preferred the meat of man to every other food. A glance at Mr. Bancroft proves the abnormal development of sodomy amongst the savages and barbarians of the New World. Even his half-frozen Hyperboreans, quote, possess all the passions which are supposed to develop most freely under a milder temperature, end quote, 158. Quote, the voluptuousness and polygamy of the North American Indians under a temperature of almost perpetual winter is far greater than that of the most sensual tropical nations, end quote. Martin's British Colonies 3, 524. I can quote only a few of the most remarkable instances of the Cunyagas of Kadiak Island and the Thinklets we read, 1, 81 to 82, quote, The most repugnant of all their practices is that of male concubinage. A Kadiak mother will select her handsomest and most promising boy and dress and rear him as a girl, teaching him only domestic duties, keeping him at women's work, associating him with women and girls, in order to render his effeminacy complete. Arriving at the age of 10 or 15 years, he is married to some wealthy man who regards such a companion as a great acquisition. These male concubines are called akinyukshik, or chopans, end quote. The authorities quoted being Holmberg, Lansdorf, Billing, Chorus, Lusansky, and Marchand. The same is the case in Nutka Sound in the Aleutian Islands, where, quote, male concubinage obtains throughout, but not to the same extent as among the Konyagas. End quote. The objects of unnatural affection have their beards carefully plucked out as soon as face hair begins to grow, and their chins are tattooed like those of the women. In California, the first missionaries found the same practice, the youths being called Joya, Bancroft 1, 415, and the authorities Palon, Crespi, Boscana, Mofras, Torquemada, Duflot, and Foggs. The Comanches unite incest with sodomy, 1, 515. Quote, in New Mexico, according to R. Legui, Ribas, and other authors, male concubinage prevails to a great extent. These loathsome semblances of humanity, whom to call beastly were a slander upon beasts, dress themselves in the clothes and perform the functions of women, the use of weapons being denied them. 1. 585. Pederasty was systematically practiced by the people of Cuba, Careta, and other parts of Central America, the Chaquiques, and some of the headmen keep harems of youths who, as soon as destined for the unclean office, were dressed as women. They went by the name of Camayoas, and were hated and detested by the good wives, 1, 733 to 774. 
of the Nahua nations, Father Pierre Degan, alias de Musa, writes, En cet nombre de prates, neve pont de femme, sed eorum loco pueros quibus abutebantur, sepecheete, si commandant se pique, genuvu, tous étaient infectés, ils y étaient si adonnés, qu'au même les enfants, de six ans, si livrés, tel nom, campagne, bourrage, série, one, tom, ten, Page 197. Among the Mayas of Yucatan, Las Casas, declares that the great prevalence of unnatural lust made parents anxious to see their progeny wedded as soon as possible. Kingsboro Mexican Anthology, 8, 135. And Vera Paz, a god called by some Chin or by others Cavial and Maran, taught it by committing the act with another god. Some fathers gave their sons a boy to use as a woman, and if any other approached this pathic, he was treated as an adulterer. In Yucatan, images were found by Bernal Diaz, proving the sodomitical propensities of the people. Bancroft, 5, 198. De Pau, Recherches Philosophiques sur les Américains, London, 771, has much to say about the subject in Mexico generally. In the northern provinces, men married youths who dressed like women were forbidden to carry arms. According to Gomara, there were at Taumepais houses of male prostitution, and from Diaz and others we gather that the pecado nefando was the rule. Both in Mexico and in Peru, it might have caused, if it did not justify, the cruelties of the conquistadores. Pederasty was also general throughout Nicaragua, and the early explorers found it amongst the indigenes of Panama. We have authentic details concerning Levis in Peru and its adjacent lands, beginning with Ciesa de Leon, who must be read in the original or in the translated extracts of Purchas, volume 5, 942, etc., not in the cruelly castrated form preferred by the Council of the Hakluyt Society. Speaking of the New Granada Indians, he tells us that, quote, at Old Port, Porto Viejo, in Puna, the devil so far prevailed in their beastly devotions that there were boys consecrated to serve in the temple, and at the times of their sacrifices and solemn feasts, the lords and principal men abused them to that detestable filthiness, end quote, i.e. performed their peculiar worship. Generally in the hill countries, the devil, under the show of holiness, had introduced the practice, for every temple or chief house of adoration kept one or two men or more which were attired like women, even from the time of their childhood, and spake like them, imitating them in everything. With these, under pretext of holiness and religion, principal men on principal days had commerce. Speaking of the arrival of the giants at Point Santa Elena, Siesa says, Chapter 52, they were detested by the natives because in using their women they killed them, and their men also in another way. All the natives declare that God brought upon them a punishment proportioned to the enormity of their offense. When they were engaged together in their accursed intercourse, a fearful and terrible fire came down from heaven with a great noise, out of the midst of which there issued a shining angel with a glittering sword, wherewith, at one blow, they were all killed and the fire consumed them. There remained a few bones and skulls which God allowed to bide unconsumed by the fire as a memorial of this punishment. In the Hakluyt Society's Bowdlerization, we read of the Tumbes Islanders being, quote, very vicious, many of them committing the abominable offense, end quote. Page 24. Also, quote, if by the advice of the devil any Indian commit the abominable crime, it is thought little of, and they call him a woman, end quote. 
In chapters 52 and 58, we find exceptions. The Indians of Huancabamba, quote, although so near the people of Puerto Viejo and Guacaquil, do not commit the abominable sin, end quote. And the Serranos, or island mountaineers, as sorcerers and magicians inferior to the coast peoples, were not so much addicted to sodomy. The royal commentaries of the Incas show that the evil was of a comparatively modern growth. In the early period of Peruvian history, the people considered the crime unspeakable. If a Cuzco Indian, not of Incarial blood, angrily addressed the term pederast to another, he was held infamous for many days. One of the generals having reported to the Inca Kikpak, Yupunqui, that there were some sodomites, not in all the valleys, but one here and one there, quote, nor was it habit of all the inhabitants, but only of certain persons who practiced it privately, end quote. The ruler ordered that the criminal should be publicly burnt alive and their houses, crops, and trees destroyed. Moreover, to show his abomination, he commanded that the whole village should be so treated if one man fell into this habit. Libros 3, Chapter 13. Elsewhere we learn, quote, there were sodomites in some provinces, though not openly nor universally, but some particular men and in secret. In some parts they had them in their temples, because the devil persuaded them that the gods took great delight in such people, and thus the devil acted as a traitor to remove the veil of shame that the Gentiles feel for this crime and to accustom themselves to commit it in public and in common, end quote. During the times of the conquistadores, male concubinage had become the rule throughout Peru. At Cusco, we are told by Nuno de Guzman in 1530, quote, The last which was taken and which fought most courageously was a man in the habit of a woman, which confessed that from a child he had gotten his living from that filthiness for which I caused him to be burned, end quote. V.F. Lopez draws a frightful picture of pathologic love in Peru. Under the reigns which followed that of Inti Capac, Capac, Amari, the country was attacked by invaders of a giant race coming from the sea. They practiced pederasty after a fashion so shameless that the conquered tribes were compelled to fly. Page 271. Under the pre-Incarial Amauta, or priestly dynasty, Peru had lapsed into savagery, and the kings of Cusco preserved only the name. Toutes ces honte, toutes ces misères, provenaient des douze vices infâmes. La bestialité et la sodomie, la femme surtout était enfoncée. Dévoile la nature frustrée de tous ses devoirs. Ils pleuraient ensemble en leur réunion sur la misérable état dans lequel elles s'étaient tombées, sur les mépris avec lesquels elles s'étaient traitées. Le monde était renversé. Les hommes s'y aimaient étaient jaloux les uns des autres. Elles cherchaient, mais en vain, le moyen de remédier au mal. Elles s'employaient des herbes et des recettes diaboliques qui leur ramenaient bien quelques individus, mais ne pouvaient arrêter les progrès en ces temps d'ouvice. Cet état de choses constitue un véritable Moyen-Âge. Courage jouquet l'establishment du gouvernement de Sanka. Page 277. When Sinchi Rocco, the 95th of Montesinos and the 91st of Garcilaso, became Inca, he found morals at the lowest ebb. Ni la prudence de l'Anca, ni les lois sévères qu'il avait promulguées, ni avaient pu extirper entièrement. 
le péché contre nature. Il reprit avec une nouvelle violence, et les femmes en firent, si jalouses qu'un grand nombre d'elles tournent leurs maris. Les devins et les sorciers passaient le journée à fabriquer, avec certaines herbes, des compositions magiques qui rendaient fous ceux qui en manquaient, et les femmes en faisaient prendre, soit dans les aliments, soit dans la chicha, à soudain Page 291. I have remarked that the Tupi races of the Brazil were infamous for cannibalism and sodomy, nor could the latter be only racial, as proved by the fact that colonists of pure Lusitian blood followed in the path of the savages. Sir Antonio Augusto da Costa Aguiar is outspoken upon this point, quote, a crime which in England leads to the gallows, and which is the very measure of abject depravity, passes with impunity amongst us by the participating in it of almost all or many, de quasi todos u de muitos. Ah, if the wrath of heaven were to fall by way of punishing such crimes, delictos, more than one city of this empire, more than a dozen, would pass into the category of the Sodoms and Gomorians. End quote. Page 30. Till late years, pederasty in the Brazil was looked upon as a pecadillo. The European immigrants, following the practice of the wild men who were naked but not, as Columbus said, quote, clothed in innocence, end quote. One of Her Majesty's consuls used to tell a tale of the hilarity provoked in a fashionable assembly by the open declaration of a young gentleman that his mulatto patient had suddenly turned upon him, insisting upon becoming agent. Now, however, under the influences of improved education and respect for the public opinion of Europe, pathologic love amongst the Luso-Brazilians have been reduced to the normal limits. Outside the satiric zone, I have said, Levis is sporadic, not endemic. Yet the physical and moral effect of great cities where puberty, they say, is induced earlier than in country sites, has been the same in most lands, causing modesty to decay and pederasty to flourish. The Badawi Arab is wholly pure of Levis. Yet San'a, the capital of Al-Yaman, and other centers of population have long been, and still are, thoroughly infected. History tells us of Zhu Sanatir, tyrant of Arabia Felix, in AD 478, who used to entice young men into his palace and cause them after use to be cast out of the windows. This unkindly ruler was at last poniarded by the youth Zarash, known from his long ringlets as Zhu Nawas. The Negro race is mostly untainted by sodomy and tributism. Yet Jean dos Santos, found in Kakongo of West Africa, certain, quote, Chibudi, which are men attired like women and behave themselves womanly, ashamed to be called men, are also married to men and esteem the unnatural damnation and honor, end quote. Madagascar, also delighted in dancing and singing boys dressed as girls, in the empire of Dahomey, I noted a corps of prostitutes kept for the use of the Amazon soldieresses. North of the Sotatic Zone, we find local but notable instances. Master Christopher Burrow describes on the western side of the Volga, quote, a very fine stone castle called by the name Uyak and adjoining to the same a town called by the Ruses Sodom, which was swallowed into the earth by the justice of God for the wickedness of the people, end quote. Again, although as a rule Christianity has steadily opposed pathologic love both in writing and preaching, there have been remarkable exceptions. Perhaps the most curious idea was that of certain medical writers in the Middle Ages. 
quod usus et emplexus pueri bene temperatus salutaris medicinae, end quote, tardieu. Bernot de Sus, under Vire, the infamous book of Giovanni della Casa, Archbishop of Benevento, quote, de laribus sodomai, end quote, vulgarly known as Capitulo del Forno. The same writer refers, under Sixth Day Four, to the report that the Dominician Order, which systematically decried Levis, had presented a request to the Cardinal di Santa Lucia that sodomy might be lawful under three months per annum, June to August, and that the Cardinal had underwritten the petition, quote, be it done as they demand, end quote. Hence the Fida Venus of Battista Mantavano. Veo rejects the history for a curious reason, venery being colder in summer than in winter, and quotes the proverb, But in the case of a celibate priesthood, such scandals are inevitable. Witness the famous Jesuit epitaph, Sigit un Jesuit, etc. In our modern capitals, London, Berlin, and Paris, for instance, the vice seems subject to periodical outbreaks. For many years, also, England sent her pederasts to Italy, and especially to Naples once originated the term Il vizio inglese. It would be invicious to detail the scandals which of late years have startled the public in London and Dublin. For these, the curious will consult the police reports. Berlin, despite her strong devour of Phariseeism, Puritanism, and Chauvinism in religion, manners, and morals, is not a whit better than her neighbors. Dr. Gaspar, a well-known authority on the subject, adduces many interesting cases, especially in old Count Cajus and his six accomplices, Amongst his many correspondents, one suggested to him that not only Plato and Julius Caesar, but also Winkelmann and Platon belonged to the society, and he had found it flourishing in Palmero, La Louvre, the Scottish Highlands, and St. Petersburg, to name only a few places. Frederick the Great is said to have addressed these words to his nephew. Je puis vous assurer par mon expérience personnelle que ce plaisir est pour agréable à cultiver. This suggests the popular anecdote of Voltaire and the Englishman who agreed upon a experience and found it far from satisfactory. A few days afterward, the latter informed the sage of Ferney that he had tried it again and provoked the exclamation, quote, Once a philosopher, twice a sodomite. End quote. The last revival of the kind in Germany is a society at Frankfurt in its neighborhood, self-styled Le Cratere Noir, in opposition, I suppose, to Le Cratere Blanc of A. Bellot. Paris is by no means more depraved than Berlin and London, but whilst the latter hushes up the scandal, Frenchmen do not. Hence we see a more copious account of it submitted to the public. For France of the 17th century, consult the Histoire de la prostitution chez tous les peuples du monde and La France devenue italienne, a treatise which generally follows L'histoire amoureuse de Gaulle by Bussy, Comte de Rabutin. The headquarters of male prostitution were then in Champfleury, i.e. Champ de Fleur, the privileged rendezvous of low courtesans. In the 18th century, Quand le français a tête folle, as Voltaire sings, invented the term péché philosophique. There was a temporary recrudescence, and after the death of Pitocet de Murobert, March 1779, his Apologie de la secte was published in L'Espion Anglais. In those days, the Allée des Veuves and the Champs-Élysées had a fief réservé des Ibocos. Veuve. 
in the language of Sodom being the maîtresse en titre, the favorite youth. At the decisive moment of monarchical decomposition, Mirabeau declares that pederasty was réglementé and adds, Le goût des pédéras quoi que moi en vois que du temps des Henri III, the French Heliogalbus, sous la reine duquel les hommes se provoquent mutuellement sous les boutiques du Louvre, fait des progrès considérables. On sait que cette ville, Paris, est un chef d'œuvre de police. En conséquence, il y a du luxe public autorisé à ses effets. Les jeunes gens qui se destinaient à la prophétie vont soigneusement en classer, car le système réglementaire s'étend jusque-là, on les examine. Ceux qui pouvaient être chants et patients, couvent bio, vermeil, Bien fait, Baudelet sont réservés pour les grands seigneurs, où ces femmes payées très cher par les évêques et les financiers, ceux qui sont privés de le testicule ou en termes de là, quand notre langue est plus chaste qui nos murs, qui n'ont pas les poids des titrons, mais qui donnent et reçoivent, formaient la seconde classe. Ils vont en chair, parce que les femmes nuisent, tandis qu'ils servent hommes. Ceux qui ne sont plus susceptibles des érections, tant ils sont usés, quoiqu'ils aient tous ces organismes nécessaires au plaisir, s'inscrivent comme patients purs et composent la troisième classe. Mais ceux qui précèdent à ces plaisirs dérivent leur impuissance pour cet effet. On les place tout nous sur un matelas ouvert par la moitié inférieure. Du fil les caresses de l'émire, pendant qu'on transimère frappe doucement, avec des sorties naissances les chaises des déserts vénériens, après un quart d'heure vrai des cétacés, on le introduit dans les anis une preuve langue rouge, qui causait une irritation considérable, un peu sur les échevelures produites par les orties. De la moutarde fine des coups elle ont passé le gland en confre. Ceux qui résistaient à ce preuve, ils ne donnent aucune signe d'érection. Servez-vous compassion à un tiers de paix seulement. The Restoration and the Empire made the police more vigilant in matters of politics than of mortals. The favorite club, which had its mot de passé, was in the Rue Donnier. Old Quarter St. Thomas de Louvre, and the house was a hotel of the 17th century. Two street doors, on the right for the male gynaecium, and the left for the female, opened at 4 p.m. in winter and 8 p.m. in summer. A decoy lad, charmingly dressed in women's clothes with big haunches and a small waist, promenaded outside, and this continued till 1896, when the police put down the house. Under Louis-Philippe, the conquest of Algiers had evil results. According to Marquis, Marquis de Bosset, he complained without Abmur Arabes and French regiments and declared that the result of the African wars was an effroyable débordement pederastique. Even as the Vejole resulted from the Italian campaigns of that age of passion, the 16th century, from the military the flu spread to civilian society and the vis took such expansion and intensity that it may be said to have been democratized in cities and large towns 
at least so we gather from the dossier des agissements des pédérastes, a general gathering of les saints congregations des glorieux pédérastes, what was held in the old petite rue des marais, where after the theatre many resorted on a pretext of making water. They ranged themselves along the walls of a vast garden and exposed their potesies. Bourgeois, Richards, and nobles came with full purses, touched the part which most attracted them, and were duly followed by it. At the Allée des Veuves, the crowd was dangerous from 7 to 8 p.m. No policemen or grandes des nonnes dared venture in there. Cords were stretched from tree to tree, and armed guards drove away strangers, amongst whom, they say, was once Victor Hugo. This nuisance was at length suppressed by the municipal administration. The empire did not improve morals. Balls of sodomites were held at number 8, Place de la Madeleine, where, on January 2nd, 64, some 150 men met, all so well-dressed as women that even the landlord did not recognize them. There is also a club for sotatic debauchery called the Sangar and the Dragons de l'Imperatrice. They copied the imperial toilette and kept it in the general wardrobe, hence their l'imperatrice, meant to be used carnally. The site, a splendid hotel in the Allée des Veuves, was discovered by the Procureur General, who registered all the names, but as these belonged to not a few senators and dignitaries, the emperor wisely quashed these proceedings. The club was broken up on July 16th, 64. During the same year, La Petite Revue, edited by Monsieur Lordan Larky, son of the general, printed an article, Les Echappes de Solon. It discusses the letter of Monsieur Castagnari to the Progrès de Lyon, and declares that the vice had been adopted by plusieurs corps de troupes. For its latest developments as regards the chantage of the Dante Pathics, the reader will consult the last issues of Dr. Tardieu's well-known Etude. He declares that the servant class is most infected and that the vice is commonest between the ages of 15 and 25. The pederasty of the knights may briefly be disturbed into three categories. The first is the funny form, as the unseemly practical joke of masterful Queen Boudour, volume 3, 300-306, and not the less hearty jest of the slave princess Zemurred, volume 4, 226. The second is the grimmest and most earnest phase of the perversion, for instance, where Abu Nowas debauches the three youths, volume 5, 64, 69, whilst in the third form it is wisely and learnedly discussed to be severely blamed by the sheikah or reverend woman, volume 5, 154. To conclude this part of my subject, the éclaircissement des obscanités. Many readers will regret the absence from the Knights of that modesty which distinguishes Amadis de Gaulle, whose author, when leaving a man and a maid together, says, quote, quote, And nothing shall be here related, for these and such like things which are conformable neither to good conscience or nature, man ought in reason lightly to pass over, holding them in slight esteem as they deserve. End quote. Nor have we less respect for Palmerin of England, who, after a risque scene, declares, quote, Herein is no offense offered to the wise by wanton speeches or encouragement to the loose by lascivious matter, end quote. But these are not oriental ideas, and we must e'en take the eastern as we find him. He still holds, quote, naturale non sunt turpia, end quote, together with, quote, mundus omnia munda, end quote. 
And as Bacon assures us, the mixture of a lie cloth add to pleasure, so the Arab enjoys the startling and lively contrast of extreme virtue and horrible vice placed in juxtaposition. Those who have read through these ten volumes will agree with me that the proportion of offensive matter bears a very small ratio to the mass of the work. In an age saturated with cant and hypocrisy, here and there a venal pen will mourn over the pornography of the knights, dwell upon the ethics of dirt and the garbage of the brothel, and will lament the wanton dissemination of ancient and filthy fiction. This self-constituted censor morum reads Aristophanes and Plato, Horace and Virgil, perhaps even Marshall and Petronius, because, quote, veiled in the decent obscurity of a learned language, end quote, he allows his men latine loqui, but he is scandalized at stumbling blocks much less important in plain English. To be consistent, he must begin by borderizing not only the classics, which boys and youths' minds and memories are soaked and saturated at schools and colleges, but also Boccaccio and Chaucer, Shakespeare and Rabelais, Burton, Stern, Swift, and a long list of works which are yearly reprinted and republished without a word of protest. Lastly, why does not this inconsistent Puritan purge the Old Testament of its allusions to human ordure and the putenda to carnal copulation and impudent whoredom, to adultery and fornification, to onanism, sodomy and bestiality? But this he will not do, the whited sepulchre. To the interested critic of the Edinburgh Review, read... 335 of July, 1886, I return my warmest thanks for his direct and deliberate falsehoods. Lies are one-legged and short-lived, and venom evaporates. It appears to me that when I show to such men so respectable and so impure a landscape of magnificent prospects, whose vistas are adored with every charm of nature and art, they point their unclean noses at a little heap of muck here and there lying in a field corner. End of section 28